Hello and welcome to the AdNog podcast, the podcast of the Adelaide.net user group. I'm your host, David Gardner. This is a recording from our June 2017 meeting. Sean Rodder presents on Xamarin Forms, the framework that allows developers to easily create cross-platform production-ready apps. And now, over to the presentation. Okay. How's everyone going? Going good? Great. All right, I'll just get this started. Awesome. Cool. All right, my name's Sean. Um, I work at a company down at Mile End called Planet Software. Uh, primarily, I work on a WPF application and also some Xamarin Forms um, apps. So I've been developing uh, with Xamarin for a few years now, so it's really good to see the um, changes and you know all the developments that's been happening with Xamarin recently and obviously after the ac- acquisition as well, and it's now free, so isn't that good? Previously, I had to convince my boss to uh, purchase it, so... All right, so this is what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so I'll go through what is Xamarin and Xamarin Forms, and then I'll go through building an app. I'll then talk a bit about uh, Azure Cosmos DB because that's what I'm going to use as the back end for this particular app that we're building. Uh, then I'll look at um, Xamarin Form Maps, uh, some Xamarin plugins. Then I'll go through a little bit about um, what was announced at Build uh, with the Xamarin Forms uh, preview, so what's coming next. And then I'll look at the Xamarin Live Player. So first off, has anyone used Xamarin or Xamarin Forms before? Any? Yep. So who's used Xamarin Forms? Yep. A few. And who uses the Xamarin traditional sort of approach? Of yep. Cool. Awesome. All right. Any WPF developers? Great. Cool. So what is Xamarin? So for those that don't know what Xamarin is, basically it's a uh, cross-platform way of developing uh, apps, basically. So this is a traditional approach uh, to Xamarin. So you've got the different platforms at the top there, and you can see that each each of those different platforms, you can actually write the UI um, separately. Um, this is a traditional approach, and then you've got the shared C-sharp uh, backend. So you've got your things like your view models and all those different logic. Um, and it's all in C-sharp, which is great, because, um, you know... You, C-sharp's the best language in the world, right? You can also use F-sharp as well. Any F-sharp developers? Yep. All right. I heard it's pretty good. I haven't really gotten into it, but, you know, stick to C-sharp. So with Xamarin Forms, what that is, is it's basically an abstraction layer over the um, UI. So you've got basically write once UI. So you're writing the UI and it compiles um, UI natively for each each platform there. So at the moment, um, Xamarin Forms supports uh, iOS, Android, uh, UWP. So UWPs may be wondering why would you want to develop for Windows Phone? Well, it's not just Windows Phone. Um, it's you've got Xbox, um, Hololens if you want to develop some 2D apps, I guess, um, and also the IoT, th- uh, you know, the IoT devices, and Windows Phone. Who has a Windows Phone? One person. Yeah, of course, the desktop. Yeah, definitely. The UWP desktop. All right, the Windows Store. 
So what's included with Xamarin Forms? So uh, Xamarin Forms is um, was built with MVVM in mind. So it's got two-way um, data binding. It's got some navigation, uh, animation APIs, dependency service, messaging center, and it includes a whole bunch of different pages, layouts, controls. Um, and you can build those with uh, XAML. So if you're a WPF developer, that's great because it's very easy to learn. XAML is pretty easy anyway because it's, yeah, it's just markup. So... And or you can build it from the actual C sharp code as well. So here's just a small little so say a screenshot of a um, sign-in page that's just built with um, Xamarin Forms. You can see there that you've got the different different platforms. So it does actually it's not like a um, something like a HTML or Cordova cross-platform. You can actually see how how the actual iOS tabs are quite different to the Android tabs. So it does give you that native feel um, to the app. And you can see the things like the text boxes look different in each on each platform. All right. So let's build an app. So what I'm going to do is uh, show you how to build an app. The app is called Throne Rooms, and it's a public toilet finder. So for all those that need to go to the toilet, um, did you do that? It's already on the App Store. You already wrote one? What? Aussie Toilets. It's already up. This is just a demo. I'm not, I'm not going to publish to the App Store or take his, his revenue away from him, but I just want to demo basically how you can... All right. <laughs> just need to find my... I thought I had it open. Just one second. Where I put it? Oh, I've got a lot of stuff here. And I'll just open it here. I'll start from scratch. It's right. Get my board out. Just talk about yourselves while I quickly open Visual Studio. It takes ages, as everyone knows. Why is the output there? Alright, so let's create a new application. Um, let's call the app Throne Rooms. This is really struggling for some reason. Come on. Alright, so who has, when they installed uh, Visual Studio 2017, who ticked everything? It's like 40 gig or something, so... For the Xamarin Forms and Xamarin, you do need a lot of this um, of this extra, you know, tick everything when you install it. Um, you need the Android SDK, things like that, so that can get quite big. Uh, so I'll do, I'll, yep. oh, I've already created one. Let's call it number two. <laughs> okay, so 
when you create a Xamarin Forms app, it allows you to, or a Xamarin app, um, it asks you what UI technology you want to use. So you can go native, um, but we're going to do Xamarin Forms. I'm going to use a shared project, and let's just create a blank one. Nice and quick. Maybe I need power. That's right. Then it will ask me if I want to, what UWP version I want. Click whatever, because I'm going to just remove that project anyway. I'm mainly going to be demoing using Android, so um, I will do some iOS stuff after as well. But I'll just remove that just so I don't accidentally build that. Okay. And let's share my screen of Android. Come on. Come on. That's a problem with these mobile things sometimes. The it's meant to be connecting so you can actually see my screen, my Android device. Well, that's great. Let's restart that. Awesome. Come on, restart. Come. <laughs> Everyone used to this, seeing this screen. I'm just trying to restart Reflector because I'm trying to try and mirror my uh, device screen so you can see it on up there. What is chewing up my memory? SQL. Come oh, on, this is ridiculous. How sec? I'll, can I, do you mind if I steal your power? Sweet. <laughs> Oops. Sorry, just talk about yourselves. I'm just trying to. Where's, where's reflector? This was working before. Sorry about this. <laughs> I even tested it just before I got here, so. Where's Reflector? Come on. It keeps on freezing. Yeah. All right, let's give this another go. 
right. We have a device. Can everyone see that all right? All right. Sorry about that. So let's just, um, what I might do, I'll just run that that app as is. So I've, all I've done is go and file, create new app, um, and that's basically it. We'll just see, see what this looks like. Building, processing the layouts. So who uses Microsoft Teams? Anyone here use Microsoft Teams? Anyone got on that? Yeah? You liking it? Who's a Slack? Yeah. Yeah, Slack's great, isn't it? We're on Microsoft Teams now. <laughs> it is good, is it? All right, so once this loads, there we are. All right, so it just says, welcome to Xamarin Forms. So that's just basically the default template uh, when you go file new, um, what what comes with there. So, so that's getting started. Um, but what I want to do, first of all, is we need basically a back end for this app. So um, what I've gone and done is I have um, gone into the data.gov.au. Does anyone know that website where you can basically just get a lot of the you know government public information? I've gone into that. I've pulled their the public Australian um, database out, put it in um, my SQL database, and with Azure, I won't show this at the moment, but you can actually um, transfer data to the Azure Cosmos DB. So basically, that's what I've done. I've transferred all that data, the thousands of toilets. Um, and and put them into this Azure Cosmos DB. So I'll zoom there a bit. All right. So you see how I created one called Throne Rooms. Um, I actually tried to create. I've got another one I've created in Australia, but I actually cried, tried to create create this one in Australia, and I actually couldn't. I um, contacted the support, and they said it's being crazy popular at the moment and they've actually had to turn it off for Australia for the time being. So it's actually in um, the East Asia um, area. That's fine. It's, it's really quick anyway, so um, there's not really much latency. And you can see here you've got all the different Azure data centers, so, um, or Azure. Azure or Azure? Who says Azure and who says that? Yeah? You say both, yeah. <laughs> it's a debate, isn't it? Alright, yeah, so you can see here you've got two here in Australia and um, quite a few around the Asia region. You've got some in the North North America. So uh, what you can do with this, I've only just um, added, yeah, the one. Um, you can actually scale it um, out to the different areas and the way you do that, you choose a partition key. Um, so you'd probably do something like, um, uh, you can use latitude and longitude or you can use something like a postcode um, or... State and what that does is it'll actually um, partition and index the data in your database, and then it will work out where it has to put that that data around the world. Okay, let's have a look at the data. So, 
once it loads up. So I created a collection. So you, you have a database and then you can create multiple collections in the um, Cosmos DB. And when you create a um, data, uh, a collection or database, you you say what the um, model is. And I've just chosen document DB, which is the NoSQL um, approach to that. So here's just a toilet somewhere in Victoria. Um, so these are just, here's the IDs here. Um, so you can see here there's quite a bit of information that's available in the in the uh in the database from the data.gov.au. So you use for yours? Yeah, nice. Alright. <laughs> no, no. No, that would take ages, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was dodgy as well. Um so yeah, you can see the uh see all the data there. Um so that's great. Alright. So jump back to the slides just quickly. <laughs> so basically, um, Ryan said this before, but yeah, it's got the Azure Cosmos DB um, is basically a way of putting your data in a database in Azure, and it's it scales. Um, Global distribution, latency guarantees, yeah, scales out, high availability, and those multiple models that um, mentioned before, as well as those SLAs. So I thought I'd just yeah, quickly recap that. Um, so let's now see if we can get the data into our app. All right. So... Where am I? So you notice here with the you've got the Android iOS um, projects there, and then I've got a shared project here. So this is where I'll be doing all the all of the work in the shared project. So we've got a, the main page. This is the main page that we saw earlier that said "Welcome to Xamarin Forms." So what I want to do, I want to add a map into this. So let's go ahead and. Add a NuGet package. No, you have to add it to both. I'll be just demoing the Android one at the moment, but it'll work. Um, yeah, you have to add add the package to both of those um, libraries. Yeah, that, that was the question. Do you have to add it to both? So we've got Xamarin Forms maps there. I won't add this at the moment. I've actually got a solution that's already got it pre-added, so I'll, I'll load that up in a moment. And yeah, basically install that. This will add in the separate components. So at the moment, we've only got the Xamarin Form Library, which is all the basic controls. They've separated them out for some reason. I think they said they were going to join them um, together again eventually, but um, that's the way they've done it at the moment. So let's... It has to be, um, yeah, compiled to, um, basically, you've got the different .NET standards or you've got, um, yeah, it's, it's the way the library's um, built. So it's, it's pretty common now. Basically, any library I've seen, any, any modern library that's available on Nougat can be added into the Xamarin, um, into a Xamarin application, which is great because, um, 
obviously, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of packages um, that you know. There's a lot of open source software out there for um, .NET, which is you've got things like the NewtonSoft, you know, JSON. You've got all the libraries you're probably familiar with. You can actually use in your application. Awesome. A whole bunch of packages there. That's what I want. Okay, so this is just the same application that has the, um, yeah, that has that, just has those packages needed. Okay. Let's jump back to the main page. So what I want to do, I want to add an app, uh, sorry, a map into this um, into this main page. So quickly bring up some pre or some uh, some code that I've done earlier. Shall I put a grid in there? Oh, sorry, yeah. Come on. Isn't it working now? There we are. All right. Everyone see that? Cool. So what basically I've done is I've added a map um, into the um, the content of this page. It's not only that's in the way, but I need it up there. And there is one extra thing that I have to do on um, oops, it's in properties. So there is some uh, native things that you may have to do um, when you are developing. Uh, it's just things like you need to give certain um, permissions so um, to your application. So I've got things like the location, um, Wi-Fi, and then I've also got my Google... Um, my Google Maps key there as well. So this is just something that I need to add into the Android manifest. Anyone here done any Android development at all? Yeah. So there's just some things that you need to um, to add in. It's it's similar with other applications. iOS is very similar as well. You have to go into it and you have to say what particular permissions are needed by this um, this app. All right. So let's run this. Let's hope it works, eh? Does take a little while to deploy. Um, that's what's good about the Xamarin Live Player, which I'll show show you later on. I don't know what sort of magic they pull at the build conference, but they seem to just have theirs deployed instantly. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had the world's fastest PC. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
fastest laptop maybe. Come on. Would anyone be interested in me putting the uh, source code up later on? Yeah, yeah, a few people. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, I'll put it up and then I might maybe give you my GitHub account. Cool. So that anyone can put it on the App Store and you know take away your your money. <laughs> your ads on that? <laughs> Just free. So here's so I haven't added any location um, APIs or anything yet. So you can see here that. Um, for some reason, it always just jumps to Rome. That's where it initializes. Um, so that was pretty easy. So all I did was basically add, uh, to change the manifest file there, but basically all I added was a, um, in this main page, just a map basically. So gave it a name. Um, you can choose the different map type. You can all do this from code behind. So if there's certain, you know, you want a button that changes the map type, you can do things like that as well. Um, but yeah, that was pretty easy. Doesn't take long at all. But let's get some data. So what I want to do is open up the... I'll stop this. So I'm going to cheat and just do some stuff behind the view instead of having a view model. Because um, it's just a small application anyway, so... And what I want to do is, there's a few things um, needed for the, um, document DB. What did I copy there? Right. Come on. So I don't have that. And I need a new class here. So I'll show you this code in a moment. Oops. That's not what I want. Need some. Um, so I've got here. This is the. Um, well, I, might, I might publish this as well um, because this is costing me a little bit with the um, the Cosmos DB. It's not actually. It's not too expensive actually. So and it's pretty quick. Um, so it is worth trying out if you want to want to try it yourself. But I'll leave this up to the maybe to the end of the month or something, um, and I'll publish my key and this um, this endpoint. So um, anyone can play around with it as well if they want to. You can write your own toilet up. Yeah, it's it's a thing's only going to cost me twenty dollars a month or something. Nothing much. It depends on the throughput that you give it as well. So you can actually, you know, they said millions. Um, that what was the company that some flight company that yeah jet or jet yeah yeah. So they've got trillions. So that would obviously cost them heaps. But you can actually scale it right down, and it's still pretty quick. So um, for for what it costs, so it's really good. Uh, definitely a lot cheaper than um, deploying. The SQL um, is expensive. 
<laughs> I was like, what did, where are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to add a couple classes. These are just basically um, uh, my model classes. Um, so I've got the toilet. So got that there. So this will be the model that has the entire um, data set, all the properties. Yep, all the crap. Oops, that's better. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And then I'll add a um. Because we don't want to show all that data as well, I'm going to add just a simple, just a simple model. So let's add just a simple toilet. Spell that, yeah, cool. And what's that? All right. So that's just um, some of the small data. That's the data I'm going to display on the map itself. But in terms of um, querying and getting the data, I'm going to use this model. So you can see here, this is basically exactly the same of what was stored um, you saw in the, the Azure portal. Uh, it's got different things. It's got whether it has showers, whether it's got um, you know, baby change table, things like that. All right, so let's now um, add in some code to actually get the data. So what I'll do, I'm going to add a button in that um, will pull the data. So What's wrong there? Don't worry about that. Oh, that's actually useful, actually. So each query, you actually charged, I don't know if you saw um, before, it was how much it costs um, for the Cosmos DB. It's not um, It's not like you do one request and it's just one, it counts as one unit. They've got these, Azure always make up these, these units. Um, they're crazy, I don't know what they mean, but these are called... Um, uh, I think they're like Cosmos DB request units, RUs. And so each request can be a certain number of um, RUs, basically. And I've just put a debug to just to show you what the different, for each of the different requests, uh, what the RUs are going to be. And so I have a button. So what I want to do, I want to add a button. That's just a button click handler, obviously. So let's add a button in here. Um, I'll just copy it from... All right, so just got a button here. It says search here, so um, put it in the center horizontally and at the bottom uh, vertically. Uh, text just says search here, and then the yeah the click handler there. So that should work. All right, let's hope this works.
So is there any other non... Oh, sorry, sorry, you got any questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so with um, Android, um, it's pretty straightforward. You plug it in, you, you allow it to... Um, it asks you if you allow that, uh, trust that computer, basically. With iOS, it's a bit, uh, a bit more difficult. There's a few things you have to go through. Um, if you want to build on uh, your... Windows machine, um, do the full build and everything. You do need a Mac machine to act as a build host. If you've got a Mac, you can build iOS and Android um, on that on that one machine. Um, there's a few. I think they removed the limitation. You used to have to have a um, an Apple account to deploy onto your devices, but now they've removed that um, restriction. So it's still it still is pretty easy to just to plug in. I, I believe in um, for the iOS devices and just yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's pretty easy to do that. I just basically yeah plug mine in, accepted. Um, yeah, ask if you trust the computer, and yeah. All right. So here we've got, and I cheated a bit on the initializing. I, I set the actual um, location to um, where we are here at the moment. So I will get some look at some GPS plugins in a moment, but basically it'll just jump straight to where we are. Can everyone see that? So I've got a button down the bottom. Can everyone see that button down the bottom there that says search here? So look, click that and it should load up hopefully. Bang, yeah, cool. So here's all the toilets around us. Isn't that good? Alright. So you can click on them. So I'll show you a bit of the code there. So basically what I've done is um, on the button click, I clear the existing um, map pins, basically. Um, then I get the um, latitude, longitude, distance there. Um, if I am too far out, just so I don't you know, accidentally do a query, basically, that uses up all of uh, the, the database. But yeah, if you zoom out, you can do an alert. And you can see here that this is a native... A native alert, so it's pretty easy to do that in Xamarin Forms. So basically, display alert. Um, you put the title, description, and then you put the bu button OK there, um, and then yeah, I've just got a return statement there. And so if you did this on an iOS device, you'd get the native iOS alert, um, UWP, same sort of thing. So uh, it's pretty nice to be able to just write, you know, write this UI code once, and it's just nice like that. Okay, so here we've got the actual query to the um, document. Can everyone see that? Yep, cool. So the query, so basically I've got a client up the top that I put in my connection um, key. Um, and then I've got where, um, so then I've got here T location. So T is the toilet, everyone used to link queries. Anyone not use link queries before? Cool. Um, so yeah, so where the location, um, that's the, the property location on the toilet. And then I've just got the um, creating new, new points with the latitude and longitude of the center of the map and then um, the distance of the map there. So, so that will find all the toilets and then it will select um, into, uh, just select the properties I need as a, um, as a document query. And then because I've 
thing there's I can't remember the limit but each query can only pull back a certain amount so I've got this while the query has more results uh, loops around until it um, has finished querying all the results I get the response um, and I execute async as a simple toilet that we created earlier the model there that just had those those three um, properties there and then I'll just do a simple for for each and just um, add these pins into the map itself um, so let's see if I can get the output and we can see some of these charges that oops, I'm just clicking OK on <laughs> on the screen there um, where's my output window right So there, can people see? It's a bit small there, isn't it? Um, I don't know how to zoom on this. Basically, the request charge there says 30.36. So it might be hard to see because I highlighted it. But, yeah. So let's do another, another search. That did two, um, two queries. So one was 63.91 and one was 31. So that gives you a bit of an idea just to output that um, if you are play around, playing around with this, just to get an idea of what the, the usage is. Um, at the moment, my database has 400 request units per second. So uh, if you do have a lot of users using your app, you will need to probably you know put it um, scale that up a bit more. Uh, but you know per second, 400 per second is for this. It's obviously obviously fine. Okay. Any questions with that? No? All good. All right. We looked at that. Okay. So what I want to just talk about quickly is um, the Xamarin plugins. So what they are are basically... Um, plugins that have been written by people in the community um, and it allows this cross-platform um, you know this cross-platform C-sharp code that can be used across all these devices um, you can use them in the traditional Xamarin um, applications or you can use them in Xamarin forms as well so it's good they've got things like Bluetooth calendar um, connectivity device motion so that's the different device accelerometers um, fingerprint, geolocator, push notifications. So these are just some nice abstractions that you can basically call. Um, it might be get the um, you know the compass setting, um, and it's it'll grab it for iOS, grab it whether you're on iOS, Android, UWP, and it's just some nice libraries um, that basically that yeah are written for cross-platform. So what I want to do is I want to add in um, the GPS library, the plugin to this particular app, so that we can get some G pulling in some GPS um, and into into the map and moving the map around based on the GPS. So to do that, going again to the and Android um, project. Yeah, I need to stop this. Manage NuGet packages. All right, so there's a geolocator. 
Hayden Tor. Awesome. So this package is by James Montemagno. Anyone heard of him? Yeah? So he basically writes 90% of these plugins. Um, he works for Microsoft. Um, well, he used to work for Xamarin, but then they got acquired. He still works for Xamarin, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He works, um, and he, yeah, he basically in his spare time, or I don't know if he does it in his spare time while he's working there, but he, yeah, writes a lot of these plugins. Um, so we'll add this one in. And these are all open source, so you can have a look at all of the plugins on GitHub. You can, uh, you know, you can do some your own pull requests. You can write your own plugins as well. Um, basically, what they are is an interface, um, and then you write the platform code for each of those interfaces. So you'll have to, um, in, in C Sharp still, but you're writing the particular platform um, code for Android, iOS, UWP, any of the devices you want to support. And then um, that interface is um, then that interface is then um, exposed to the um, library, obviously, and you can then that library can call those APIs. And depending on what platform it's on, it'll use that particular implementation. All right. So what I want to do is. Um, and you might have seen there as well, um, that plugin actually had some dependencies on some other plugins. So there was one that was uh, permissions. So permissions um, is a cross-platform library that allows you to manage the permissions on all the different devices because um, each platform handles permissions differently. Um, even different Android versions have um, hand handled permissions differently as well. So in the newer versions of Android, it actually prompts you as you're using that um, that particular permission. So if it wants to use your location, it'll prompt you. And that's the great thing about these libraries. They will handle that under the scenes. So they will know what what um, Android version you're running and it'll, um, yeah, use those libraries. Um, yeah, use the right calls to handle that. All right, so, so what I wanted to do is... Just going in here. So I've got a main page on appearing of um, handler. So here I'm using the cross geolocator. Get the current um, cross geolocator. That's just the implementation of it. Um, you put in your desired accuracy in meters. So I've just done 50 there. And the way that works is um, it'll use different different parts of the device. Whether it's if it's less accurate, it'll just use um, you know the Wi-Fi or whatever it uses, the the the, um, the phone's signal, things like that, instead of the actual GPS. And obviously that, that can affect battery life. So when you're writing your app, you can, um, if you don't really care about the full accuracy, you can you can choose that um, there as well. Um, and then it goes, get, gets the um, position, um, async there, and that's a timeout in milliseconds. And then what, what I'm doing here is I'm moving the map to that position. So basically I'm creating a map span, which is what this map um, uses to um, as a visible region. So I'm moving um, the map to that region with the latitude and longitude. And then I've got the latitude and longitude degrees of the, the current visible region. So that all makes sense there. So basically it's, it's, really, it's really easy. See how... So you a few lines of code and you can get um, your GPS working with with your app. 
And again, it's, it's cross-platform, so that's great. So now I've got that handler. I'll need to put it in here. Uh, what was on? Um, cool. All right. So on appearing, um, it'll move to the GPS. You do need to add in your um, specific permissions as well, what you're going to use in that Android manifest that I edited earlier. So I've already added in that this app uses GPS as well. Yeah, it doesn't, I think it, I think that library that, yeah, it, it breaks on that, it throws a nice exception on that um, locator code that I had, that it, it, yeah, it says that it needs that particular, um, that permission there. Um, yeah, like how would you, um, so another way of having a backend is something like a web API or something, and that would then talk to the SQL database, so you can um, definitely do something like that. Um, I wouldn't recommend just exposing your SQL database to um, anyone, but yeah, that, so yeah, that's, it can, because um, this is the full .NET basically, um, well, pretty much the full .NET, um, you've got things like HTTP client and all those those particular APIs available to you. So if you're familiar with them in your you know, existing applications, it's pretty easy to port that over um, and talk to your, your back-end services that you've already got. Yeah, definitely. So you see here that I've um, yeah, built the app, run it again, and it says allow throne roams to access this device's location. So this is all done with those four lines of code. Click allow, and it should... Come on. Do I click allow or deny? Why did that not? Let's try that again. Should have worked. I think I clicked allow. That's what I want. Maybe I didn't click allow. Did I? Oh, no, I didn't. I did. All right. Okay, awesome. That's working now. Cool. So you can all see that there's a dot there um, where we are. Um, so you, now it's got the GPS um, working all, all great with that particular with this, you know, with the map there. So we can click, uh, click search here. Cool. And there's all the different toilets. All right, so 
What I might do, just one more example with the, let's query on that, the data um, itself to get. So it's quite easy with this, um, with these queries. So you can say, okay, you want the distance to be within there and you also want, um, let's see, you also want baby change. So, you know, you probably do all this in UI. You might have a checkbox, um, some filters or something in your UI and might say baby change and when you tick that, um, you can look at that whether the checkbox is ticked or not and whether you query on whether it has a baby change table or not, things like that. I've just put it in there um, just for demo purposes, just to put that in there. So this will now go off and um, only get the toilets that have the you know a ba baby change um, table. So, so maybe I'll redeploy my app as uh, for parents rather than his you know his full toilet. So mine only looks for the baby change ones, and I'll put ads in there so I get revenue. <laughs> Everyone still paying attention? <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see. Oh, there's quite a few. So see, there's quite a you know a look quite a lot less um, toilets around. They have a baby change room. So you can see how how powerful this is. Obviously, you need your you need your data, um, as as do all, uh, most apps really. And yeah, and it is pretty quick. So this is again coming from the. So you can see me click it here. Click search. Did that move? Wait. There we are. So clicking search, it's pretty quick. And this is coming from this is the um. Was it the East Asia region? So, um, yeah, it is pretty quick. Again, it's only one user, um, obviously doing it. So, like I said, if you have more users, you will need to scale it up. But they do have that. Cosmos DB does have the um, those SLAs. So there is things like latency and certain performance um, if you if you have that performance given to it. If you do go over your um, limit, it does do some delay, so it will just wait and delay, but then it may time out or whatever if, um, you know, if you've got a million users hitting it and you don't allow for that particular throughput as well. All right. So that's that. So we have created a toilet app. So that was pretty easy, wasn't it? Only a few lines of code, really. So there's a lot more you can do with Xamarin Forms. Obviously, there's whole um, whole lot of different um, different controls, things like that. But it's is just a, basically putting those controls in your um, XAML markup there um, that we saw, and then you can um, get them in the behind code, um, or you can use a, a view model and bind to those. Did anyone want me to show you how the binding works in Xamarin Forms? Has anyone used um, binding and things like WPF? Before, yep. So basically, it's just two-way binding. So you set a, um, you've got a property, you've got a class, and you just say that this, the text is that particular class, and as they change, they um, will um, reflect in the UI. So that's quite, quite handy there. Okay, how long have I gone for so far? Well, ten minutes to go. Sweet. All right, so. Let's just play from the current slide. 
So just quickly, I'll go through some of the things that they, just um, some small things that they announced at Build. Um, so Xamarin Forms 3.0, they announced at the Build conference, um, there's going to be some faster renderers. So what renderers are is they are the things that, they're the, basically the controls, um, there's a renderer for each platform. They're, they're having a big focus on Android because um, performance-wise there was a lot of, um, yeah, some, some bad performance on Android. Um, what faster renderers means is they will reduce the amount of, um, basically they're in the renderer, reduce the amount of layers for that one control. Um, then for, um, they also announced a build as well that the Mac OS, um, support, um, GDK Sharp for Linux, uh, Tizen and WPF support are coming as, um, as the backend. So that's pretty big. Um, so Mac OS, you can, Get now with the you can um, download the preview of the Xamarin Forms um, get that nougat package um, and you can test it out yourself already um, and the others I think are coming a little bit later. So basically you end up having you know writing your UI once, writing your C sharp code once, and um, be able to deploy to multiple devices there. So one other thing that they um, announced at build was embedding. So one thing that Xamarin Forms has sort of been, um, in the past they've sort of said why, um, you know, why you do Xamarin Forms if you, if some things that are really complex you, you know, you might, um, you might end up wanting to do a full, a full, um, UI, iOS, UI or Android application rather than the cross-platform because there is limitations. Um, so what they announced was this thing called, um, they call it embedding. And what it is, is you can write your um, iOS C-sharp, um, those UIs, but then you can embed, you can even write it in yeah, a Swift, um, Java, and you can embed a Xamarin Forms view onto those existing applications. So if you have a you know, Forms application, you want to share that view to a certain other application, you can do that. So I know a lot of places have, you know, they've got these massive... Um, applications that you want, don't want to rewrite the whole thing. So you can still use that as the base of your application. You can write a shared platform, um, just to p- one page, and then basically put it onto that, um, onto your app there. So that's, that's um, hopefully we'll get a lot of people using Xamarin Forms, and it just works on the content pages. And it has full support for their dis- yeah, dependency service and the messaging center. So that's all coming out in Q3 um, this year. And there's a roadmap that you can go to um, that has more details. Um, so if you want to have a look at that, you can see the roadmap of Xamarin Forms. Okay, now what I want to show you now is the Xamarin Live Player. Oops, what did I press then? Oh yeah, press. All right. So who's heard of the, heard of the Xamarin Live Player? Did anyone watch the Build keynote? Yeah, nice. Well, I think it was on the second day. It's pretty awesome. Let's do... Oh, no, that's not what I want. I need to open it in the Visual Studio Preview. It's not available at the moment for um, uh, for the full Visual Studio, so you can go and download the Visual Studio Preview. You get some of the features ahead of time um, before they're out to the the general public. 
close that. All right, let's do this on. So what I want to demo is. What I want to demo is the ability to run a iOS application without a Mac. So, and that's one thing that this um, the Xamarin Live Player allows you to do, which is pretty cool. You do still need a Mac to do the full build process. It's just nice to have this for the development process, um, not having to. If you do have a Windows laptop. Um, All right. Cool. This is my mum's iPad, so don't judge me for having Candy Crush. <laughs> Oops, where is it? So what I'll do is I'll open up the Xamarin Live Player. Let's move that in a bit. So what we've got here is just a simple application. It's a um, just a calculator. So where's the? So I want to run it on a live player. I'll disconnect that. So the way this works is you just click pair um, Visual Studio. You scan this code. It says connected, preparing your code, and bang. So it's pretty quick. So how, how much quicker was that then? Maybe I should have done that for the whole demo. <laughs> how much quicker was that to deploy that code to the device? Like that's instant. And it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. So here we've got an app. Um, I have no Mac to build it. So basically what it's doing is it's sending the, um, the code directly to your device and it's there's an interpreter running on this Xamarin Live Play app, um, and so that's pretty cool. So one last thing that I want to show you is with the Xamarin Live Player. Let's close that. Is you can go open up. Where was it? Xamarin Live Player. So you can. There's a couple ways to run the live play. You can run the full app. There's this other mode where you can say live run current view. So this is just running that one view. Come on, there we are. And let's get rid of that. So everyone see this code? So you've got a few buttons here. So let's change the button number four. Let's change it to red. And it, it's already up on my device, the actual, I don't know why that's, yeah, there you go. So see how it's changed it to red? So all I've done is just change that particular button and instantly it changed. I haven't even saved this file, like, so you can, don't even have to save the file, which is pretty cool. It just sends it straight up to your device. Um, change that to 90. See that? So I think the airplay, for whatever reason, is a bit slow, but... And this is actually really, really uh, great for you know UI. Um, 
I know that web developers had this, you know, in browsers forever. <laughs> um, just being able to change something, click refresh. But this is, yeah, this is great for native developers to, um, write something and pretty much instantly the UI is reflected. And again, I'm, I'm not even running a, um, a Mac at all. Some real smart guy wrote an interpreter on, so yeah, there you go. So it's, it's pretty quick. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a basically um, Xamarin Live Player for um, for Visual Studio. So that's available on as the preview for um, for the both the Windows and the Mac versions of um, Visual Studio. Any questions? No questions? Oh, yeah, got a question? As a local database? Um, it depends what I'm, you know, what the application's doing. Um, there's a nice library called Realm. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Um, basically, that's a um, if I was just storing data locally on what device, I'd have a look at that. Um, yeah, Google that. It's really great. It's basically you can um, write a query and get act, as things change, you actually get live updates um, to that particular query. So it's it's not just it's like a SQLite database, I guess, in a way, but it's got it's it's nice, you know, reactive and um, yeah, that's probably what I'd use if I was storing if I needed a database. Usually I've got a web server or something, and I might store some a few settings. So there is a Xamarin plugin for settings, and you can just um, and that'll store it in the um, you know iOS, Android, whatever their their persistent storage uses. So that's another way of doing things as well. Yeah. Yep. The G the what the GDI plus. Um, I'm not quite sure actually. I th- does anyone know? I'm guessing you you can. Um, so I think with um, not sure about forms, but with we should be able to reforms. Yeah, basically, all of the libraries are available. So all the iOS, Android libraries are available to you. Um, so they surface all of those libraries in C Sharp for you. And so you can literally write to any any library that's available on the native Java and um, Objective-C libraries. Yeah, the graphics, yeah. Don't you think you can? They're different, yeah. You you do have access to the yeah the uh, Android you know the graphics and things like that and also the um like Metal on iOS you know the they have a library that that you know is great for the um the you know the the 3D stuff yeah but you can you can definitely code to that Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can't transfer those GDI things to if it's not available on iOS. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, there's not. I don't think there's system dot draw now. Things like that now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. For that one, okay. If you want to do a pull request for that GitHub repository, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. That's that's what's good with these libraries. They are open source, so you can look at the implementation yourself. And if it's not what you want, um, but it's been yeah, it's been useful for what I've been using it for. But if you can even download that um, library and just change the, um, you can directly write to those iOS libraries directly, and it's yeah, again in C sharp as well. If there's anything that you don't like about that particular library, you can do that. Download it and yeah. Yes, there is, yeah. So um, I haven't used it too much because it can be, be hit and miss, similar with WPF. I um, don't use that much because it's hit and miss. But it, there, is a, there is a designer, yeah. They have a, it's called the um, preview. It's called, yeah, just a preview window that you can open up. And it, for simple, um, like simple views, it's, it works pretty well. Um, but I'm guessing that's why they did something like the, um, you know, this Xamarin Live Player because you can just push your code and it's interactive as well. So it's, it's, Pretty much instant, uh, instant, you know, um, preview anyway. So, yep. Yeah, Gorilla Player. Yeah, that's that's probably worth looking at. Yeah, Gorilla Gorilla Player. It's it's better than the the one that's um, in. Well, in my opinion, it's better than the one that's available straight through Visual, Visual Studio. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is different. Yeah. It's not free. I'm not sure. Might be. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah, definitely. Oops. <laughs>